So hello folks, Jeff Salzman here, and today I'm joined by Frank Visser, who many of you know as the publisher of IntegralWorld.net. It is published out of Holland, right, Frank, where you are right now? Yeah, city of Amsterdam, yes. Yeah, wonderful. Well, welcome. Great to be here. I, I love your show, actually, and uh, um, follow most of the uh, broadcastings. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. And I follow your blog as well. Integralworld.net is subtitled An Independent Forum for a Critical Discussion of Integral Philosophy of Ken Wilber. And Frank, I guess we'd say that you're probably Ken Wilber's chief critic and a critic of the integral movement itself. And I, on the other hand, am a Wilberian and, you know, one of his primary supporters yeah, which I once was as well. So. Yeah, so I guess that makes us natural enemies in the wild. But I got to say, I've, I've I've met you a few times and and seen you uh, at conferences, and I've always found you quite appealing and a warm guy. And I'm happy to be talking to you. So welcome. Yeah, thanks. I think one of the ways we could get into this is just look at ourselves. I was just talking about you know the chief critic, one of the chief supporters, and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find I, I call myself an evolutionary. I call myself an integralist. I describe myself in my blog as somebody who sees the animating power of evolution, that it's inside and out, that we're rising a geyser of emergence into a sacred world. <laughs> and I'm guessing you wouldn't go that far, or uh, I, I guess I'd just like to ask you to, how would you describe yourself and your worldview and how you're, you know, sort of interfacing with this life yeah. that we live. It's, it's always a bit uh, ambivalent. It's like I fully uh, resonate with what you describe. At the same time, I've somehow dropped out of it. Um, uh, on a good day, I can still relate to the idea of like a, a cosmic evolution and a spirit behind everything and, and, and the hope that it gives that things will work out and so on. Uh, on a bad day or a good day, uh, depending on how you look <laughs> at it, I um, I see different things, and I I'm not so sure anymore, and I'm I'm not necessarily unhappy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I start more doing research for myself, especially into evolutionary theory and the whole complicated field of that part of science, and that is so rewarding. To me, that I'm almost surprised by it, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So I'm wondering a little bit in, into that uh, field, and actually for a couple of years now, yeah. um, actually since the Darwin year, so that is uh, 2008, I believe. So it, it, it lasts longer than I suspected in the beginning, and uh, uh, I still want to combine these two passions. Mm-hmm. Um, that is where I'm in the middle, and somehow... It's also a kind of role-playing, uh, I sometimes think. So I play this role of the the devil's advocate, and I still feel myself connected to the integral field. Hmm. I could have walked away, of course. Yes. But that's not my my nature. And, and some people perhaps uh, are thinking, I wish he would have walked away. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can never please anybody. Well, Every, everybody. At the yeah, same you time. can never please everybody. That's for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. I don't know where that ends, but it could also be that in a couple of years I'm, I'm, I'm done with this, and I'm 
you know, mm-hmm. become more positive in my writings or in my yeah. uh, expressions. Yeah, well, you know, let's talk about that, that thing that you described just now as, in, in some ways, taking you on another path or showing you another view, and that is, this, you know, your studies of evolution and just how that lit you up in a different way or, or you know, attracted you into a, in a different direction. Yeah. The, the appeal was like the, the like the, the view I had in the past that I absorbed Wilbur in in the 80s and the 90s and every year there, there was a book and I had really had time to digest it and it, it that was really coloring my whole view of the world. Uh, as I said, it was a hopeful view. It was like there is a there is a ladder and there's a, there's a climber and a view and the more you climb the more you see and and it all made perfect sense. Um, then in the uh, years of after 2000, when the articles kept coming in and I kept publishing stuff, I I still had that idea, but I was also like curious about opposing views. And the point is that I think you get stronger when you can engage your opposing views. There's there's no way out of that. Otherwise, you you create a bubble and you just repeat what you already think and that's not very uh, fruitful for me so there came a point when I was uh, stepping over to the dark side so to speak I was so immersed in all this critical writing that I yeah took up that role to to become a focus for it and um, yeah that's basically now the the reputation that this this website has received integral world. Mm-hmm. I must say that, it, that I always am a bit surprised that by people who, who, who say, well, it's, that it's just a junkyard of, you know, Wilbur bashing or whatever. I'm, all, I'm always surprised because the majority of the over thousand essays are, are really long, uh, careful, carefully written, um, considering the work of Wilbur. And in a respectful way, and uh, there are a few exceptions, of course. But um, so, yeah, the, this reputation issue is sometimes puzzling me. But okay, that's mm-hmm. what can you do about it? Yeah, well, I, I too have been animated uh, by. I've been suspicious of my, um, you know, powerful attraction to Kent. When I read Up from Eden, I felt like I was a different person at the end of that book than I was at the beginning. Yeah. And in a way that is sort of spiritually potent and has a sense of reality to it, it's opening up a new world for myself. Yeah. And so I've always it leaves you, it leaves you breathless. Yeah. It does I indeed. Know yes. And so I've always, you know, I, I did a master's degree at Naropa, the Buddhist university here in Boulder, and Ken has had some association with them and with Shogun Trumpa, and he's not universally loved there. I always sort of, you know, so what's the critique of Ken? And from other people, too, including on your site, Frank. And I always end up with that they don't get the spiritual peace. You know, if I thought that, like they do, that the world was sort of reducible to material, then I wouldn't see it either. So it's never sort of had the impact on me that apparently it has on you. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
uh, Wilbur is, of course, in a complicated figure because he argues for spirit, but he he includes so many science material and, and scientific material to back up that case that, yeah, how you say that, it's only natural that people who are into this science uh, hold him accountable for how strong is his case. Yeah. And that's also a, a good polarity, a, a, an interesting polarity that, um, in a way, I wish he was right on everything. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> there's yeah. always a big but. And uh, for myself, I just grew into this role of the doubting Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I just found too many uh, omissions or errors or oversights, or I don't know how to call this. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's a natural movement. The trouble, of course, the trouble for me uh, uh, came when there was no exchange between the integral mm-hmm. and, and integral world, so to speak. There was no natural um, going uh, back and forth of, yeah, Frank, that's true, but you don't see, have a look at that, and then, you know, I could change my position. And there, So it was more like a kind of being in the trenches, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, yeah. uh, without moving a position. And, uh, and that goes for both parties, I, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that I've outgrown uh-huh. over the years, yeah. I hope. Yeah. But still, there is... Um, um, Wilbur is not the kind of guy who says I I have I had a vision and you can believe me and and follow me. He has has a vision and he he tries to make a case for that using all the science he he can find, and that's all, of course always a danger that you then um, you fit all the science into your, the story you want to tell and you leave out the science that doesn't fit mm-hmm. and all these kinds of discussions, and that's the interface where I am working. Yeah. And uh, that that can come across as a kind of accusation or an insinuation, but it's it is not that's not the agenda. It's it's just that that is a natural area for me to work mm-hmm. and to study. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And I um I'm not a great scholar of these things uh, personally. I'm interested in um, just. You know, what is the difference of orientation even between Frank Visser and Jeff Salzman? You know, I mean, in terms of how we view the world, how we feel in the world. I'm, I'm not talking, you know, specifically or psychologically, but, you know, that mm-hmm. difference. You, you talk about, for instance, that science adequately explains life arising out of non-life. And I don't get that. And that kind of thing, and I see that in your, your site a lot, that it, it, it does feel like scientific materialism. It feels like, you know, reducing the right left-hand quadrants to the right-hand quadrants. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, if yeah. that's our area of difference, it's good to know that. And, you know, yeah. and I know we're all growing and evolving and all that good stuff, but that does seem to be a crucial piece of the, uh, of the you know, contention. Yes, um, that, that, that's why I call it role playing because, of course, science doesn't have to find answers because that's why it is science. Uh, but it's more in, in a different mentality that you you feel you are on the right track to make discoveries. Um, for example, I, I I often compare it to vitalism in the past. If vitalism had won, you know, the idea that there is a life force and it animates people and organisms, then the whole DNA would never have been discovered. 
Mm-hmm. Because why would you investigate? Because after all, it's the life force that's doing all this. Didn't you know that? You know? Um, or, for example, Sheldrake's idea of the, um, the fields, morphogenetic fields. If that had won, then nobody would have taken the trouble to, to unravel the whole evil evil literature of mm-hmm. how we get limbs, how we get eyes, how we... It's not that the final answers are there, but there is a kind of unraveling, discovering um, process that, that fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the final answers are still mm-hmm. on the horizon um, doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> where in the, in the more religious view, where I, yeah, I inhabited that for 20 years, you are still opting for the final answers, more or less. And science is then often a kind of um, disturbance, or you know, mm-hmm. it's it's nice if science supports you, but your vision is your vision, and and and, and that's a different. Yeah, that's le- really a different stance. Well, and that's where I think integral really does so much, is that it actually allows us to have a spiritual life that not only doesn't exclude science. It depends on science, not totally, but gosh, you know, the Big Bang, that's something. I mean, there's a spiritual myth in the best sense of the word there that is actually verified by science, but yet it doesn't uh, reduce us to any kind of a mythic intelligence, but it also doesn't ring out the intelligence. I think it allows mm-hmm. a new understanding and, and, and apprehension of and, and relatedness to the loving intelligence that is, you know, just part of the fabric of the universe, of the cosmos. And maybe I just stop there and ask you, Frank, just directly, do you see that there is a loving intelligence in the cosmos, or how do you see that? I know, I, I, I won't go that far, no. Okay. So, um, for example, I, I, I finished a book um, last week about the, um, the discovery of the atoms, the elements. And that is a whole uh, a kind of detective story uh, where there's this guy, Fred Hoyle, the uh, astronomer, mm-hmm. who is credited with finding out that the, these elements were all uh, burned in, in the inside of, of stars that it exploded, you know, the story, the supernovas. Uh, so I, I knew this from from uh, superficially, and I, I figured that, well, you just have to cook your stars hotter and hotter, and then you get heavier elements. It turned out that it'd be, it, it, it was such a com- complicated process. There, there turned out to be seven different processes that created seven different groups of elements. Um, this whole unraveling and, and stubborn investigation would never have been undertaken if your idea was that, uh, now I quote Wilbur, that in, in, the, in, the, in the sequence of the elements you see emergence and you see a, a kind of novelty, a creative advance into novelty, and you see a transcendent include. It's all true, but it doesn't explain anything. It is description. It's not a, a, a disclosing of what really drives it. Well, it may be a disclosing of the interior dimension of what is driving it. That is not. Yeah, and that's where you cross a line. Yeah, I agree. You because do. <laughs> because whatever this this guy Fred Hoyle found never necessitated that hypothesis of a of a spiritual interior. 
Um, and and that's basically where, yeah, you, the, the, you, you, the the parting of the ways probably well, between never, the scientific. So science never requires the a spiritual yeah, interior. Yeah, true. I mean, that's not it, their it, job. I know, but it's also not a nagging feeling that something is missing. I mean, when the sun is shining and burning up the the hydrogen and uh, the nuclear fusion, it's not that you, if you would only say that there is a spirit in the sun, then something else would be explained that you now cannot explain. You, you know what I mean? Of that, course it uh, is. To my knowledge, that is <laughs> never the case. Well, I think it is. I, you know, I mean, if, if I see a natural phenomena, I think the whole thing's enchanted, Frank. You know, I mean, the whole world. And it's something that it, it absolutely adds to supernovas, to eclipses, to me. And you no, know, I can't prove it or talk you into it, but, um, mm. you know, to take that out of the equation for me would be a radical diminishment of my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can understand. Uh, but then, then you're mixing science and religion. Well, that's the integral project. Yeah, I mean, you integrating. You're integrating. You, you think you're integrating it, but <laughs> well, there's danger of mixing as well. Well, of course there is. There's danger of mixing, but you know, there's also fruit to be had by the integration. It's a messy process, and I mean, yeah. you, you and I are you know in the middle of it in this moment in a certain way. Yeah, but a scientist will never say, um, a scientist ideally should accept whatever is the case, even if the case is depressing. Absolutely. And a, a religious person, I mean, no, nobody has a depressing God. Well, well anyway, that's <laughs> no, not true. No. There are a lot of gods that are mighty <laughs> depressing, but uh, in the end, it's, it's the happiness and the, and the bliss you're after. Yeah. So that's what I mean by mixing. And, yeah. and, and uh, I don't know how to put it. Well, let me ask you another just a real simple question, and, and that is, so how do you, Frank Visser, answer the question, why the Big Bang? Or why something instead of nothing? Um, ooh, that's not really my expertise, but I, I, <laughs> I did a lot of reading in that field. Okay. Um, there, there's a whole spectrum of, of opinion there, so you can range from it's only natural that there are things because nothing is unstable, so something is bound to arise. And the other uh, end of the spectrum says it's, 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 it's a complete freak accident and nobody understands this. And of course, uh, related to that, there are people who say, because it's a freak accident, there has to be some force behind it because otherwise you can't get it going in the first place. Yeah. And that, there's a whole spectrum of opinions. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you you choose sub subjectively uh, what appeals to you, and that is always dangerous because yeah, it, it shouldn't matter. I'm somewhere in the middle, I guess, <laughs> and that's where I also clash a little bit with the integral wheelchair, where where this this spirit behind everything is is claimed to be um, by referring to. Um, the opposite point of view that everything is based on chance in in the natural world and in the physical world and that's where I, what energizes me that i'm studying this literature in science and i see nobody believes in this chance only mm -hmm. theory mm -hmm. um, so that is a kind of mis misrepresentation from the from the integral point of view and, and, they add and it's also chance. a kind of cheap shot at science because yeah. um, um and i've tried to address that 
over the years again and again I'm, I'm somehow at a loss at how to do that in a skillful way because yeah. I keep hammering on that point and it somehow doesn't resonate. Well, I, I think you've made some uh, impact there and I, I think it's legit. I mean, the, the, we, we want to have the best understanding of science that we can and understand the explanations, really all of them, basically. Mm -hmm. Let me just ask you this in terms of uh, doing a little future thinking. What do you think of artificial intelligence and the possibilities of creating consciousness through basically machines? Um, not really convincing. Mm -hmm. That pro that project, I I I'm not that that's a subjective guess. Um, but then, of course, you become a kind of uh, 19th century biological materialist because you say you need wetware to have consciousness, and mm -hmm. that's also not what I am sure of. Um, yeah, I'm not tickled by, for example, the transhumanism or the artificial intelligence guys, and they say, mm -hmm. "Well, we come to a point when they they will surpass us." And so that that doesn't impress me at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all, or or that you say like the internet is a kind of worldwide web and a consciousness. For me, it, 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 it it's silly because an, an internet is no different from a television set. It's just a medium, yeah. and we put information in there, and, and we we share it, and we. Uh, we watch it, and so I'm not really um, buying all that yeah. that hype in that area. Yeah. Although it's it's mighty interesting, of course. Yeah, I'm but, not buying uh, it either. I mean, I, I think in both no. of those cases, uh, in terms of artificial intelligence, I don't I, I don't think any complexification of material of atoms is going to kick off consciousness because I think consciousness yeah. is another dimension of reality. I'm not sure you'd go that far. Um, yeah. On the other hand, of course, I, I work in the web design industry, and you don't want to know how much intelligence, <laughs> so-called, is put into websites. And they recognize you when you log in, and they say, hi, Jeff, uh, how is your day? And, and you log out, and they, they remember your settings. Yeah, it's a matter of definition if you call that intelligent or not. Or not. Yeah. But it's all fake, of course, because of course. it's programmed. Yeah. No, I think uh, we could make convincing mannequins of human beings that, you know, might take somebody a couple minutes to discern at some point, but they're not going to be conscious. Not like we yeah. are. I mean, it's my, that's my view. I mean, I, I may be wrong, but uh, that's my view. And then also in terms of the internet being a consciousness, you know, and I think this is where Ken's teachings help us, you know, uh, uh, holons are conscious, not, you know, conglomerations of holons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow I have the idea that this whole hold-on theory has some has um, stranded somewhere, hmm. because on the integral world we had these for years we had these discussions about holons, and Andy Smith was writing about a, a different view of, of, of the integral model and the role of ar artifacts and so on, and 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 that somehow stopped in 2004 or five. Hmm. But that was a whole a fascinating. Um, subject in itself, but it somehow didn't get com to completion or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is there something um, you'd, uh, you know, some piece of that thesis or, or theory that you want to offer in this moment or? Not really, not yeah. really, no. I, that's too long ago, but yeah. Um, yeah, somehow the division between conscious holons and non-conscious ones was a bit artificial to me, on the other hand. Um, 
yeah, we we clearly make artifacts that are not, that are not conscious, and mm-hmm. and, and uh, on the other end, we could say we we are also like created by molecules or something. We are in in a way also an artifact. So mm-hmm. I, I, it became fuzzy at that moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's for the specialists to find yeah, to figure out. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and yeah. good Godspeed on that project. So let me ask you, Frank, you know, one of the things we do in the Daily Evolver is look at the world in terms of politics and, you know, the evolution of, you know, technology and consciousness and culture, however we want to define it. Yeah. So, you know, there you are uh, in uh, the Netherlands, uh, one of the most progressive countries on the planet, and you have a view of us uh, in the U.S. here and, you know, I just... What's on your mind these days? What's caught your interest? How are you seeing it? How I see the U.S.? Well, just the world. I mean, war and peace, yeah. you know, rich and poor. Yeah. yeah. Culture. That, of course, is, is none of my expertise, but I'm I'm really interested in it. Uh, I always am glad if I can publish material on it, in, uh, on integral world. Um, but um, as much as I understand of it, uh, what what always intrigued me is that, that for example, you have the the liberals and the republicans, and what what counts as liberal in your country is seen as very conservative in my country. Mm-hmm. And there is a kind of shift, uh, a, a, a shift as a whole to um, to the left side in in, in the Netherlands. Uh, actually, the the conservatives are are called liberals. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is weird because that that is supposed to be left wing. But the thing is, every new movement is always the left wing. So the liberals once were were the left because the the, the feudal systems uh, didn't allow uh, the, the the individuals to come up, and then they were seen as left, dangerous, uh, mysterious, or s- sinister, or whatever the the emotional uh, label is. But then they became establishment, and we we got the socialists here, so they were the left, and then everybody had to move up one chair, you know, mm-hmm. and then we got the greens because the socialists were becoming like. Establishment, because every um, worker, uh, a blue-collar worker, had his uh, television set and his car and his house and so on. So that somehow uh, became conservative in itself. And then you got the Greens who were pointing to the uh, the problems of the environment, and they were seen as left. And I'm I'm pretty sure that Wilbur has written about this in one of his online writings. Mm-hmm. This shift in how movements come up as waves uh, one after the other and the, the newer wave is always the left wing and when i look at the us i somehow see the the liberals still being the uh, playing the role of the left wing but because of this two party system the third party will never make it because mm-hmm. it will weaken the opposite of the two bigger parties if i'm if i'm uh, correct mm-hmm. So if you have a Green Party, it will weaken the Democrats. So the Republicans will always win. So that never works. Yeah. And I don't know. That's probably, a, um, yeah, because no, of the, think, pro- the, the... I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, uh, in America, every party's trying to get 50.1% of the votes. And yeah. <laughs> And yeah. so, you know, they change. I mean, I do see an evolving culture. Um, do you? 
Frank, I mean, do you, you, do you see yourself as an evolutionary if you look at the world? or uh, How do you see that culture consciousness? Um, yeah, the label is now a bit uh, <laughs> suspect, of course. Uh, but because evolution means so many things to so many people. And, and uh, actually, there, there's an irony here as well for me that, that evolution has almost replaced the label integral mm-hmm. for a lot of activities. Yeah. And... Um, Given the um, the specific um, understanding of evolution, which I don't share, it's a bit difficult to, to call me evolutionary. But of course, evolution is such a grand process; uh, you cannot escape that. And, well, would you and, say uh, that there uh, that cultures evolve, um, or humanity has evolved? Yeah, in culture I, or something. I, I would call it development then. Okay, or and even development is difficult because we know development from individuals so there's actually no term for that but yeah i i i think there is a kind of progress there mm-hmm. simply because we well that's we, pretty faint we praise. learn and we <laughs> sorry i said that's pretty faint praise uh, some progress there i mean you know come yeah. on we've come out of the swamps to yes 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 <laughs> yeah true but but we i mean there's a downside to it to the whole civilization and, and some people on my website write that this is completely unsustainable and then you know um, whatever we do in, in, in terms of new renewable energies is just it's just cosmetic I mean yeah. there is a story to tell as well there um, and I'm yeah on a bad day I believe those stories but yeah. um, um, uh, at the same time it's it's of course fascinating that um, what is it? Three centuries ago, we discovered uh, um, coal and uh, in, in, in the English uh, uh, ground, and we dig, dug it up and we put fire to it, and and we created this energy-intensive culture. Until the oil is just uh, uh, all burnt up, and is that then the party is over? Is that then? I mean, it was a flush in the whole history of, and the whole evolution. And, and it, later the people will say, well, that was a period where there were human beings and they created all kinds of plastics and we can steal these plastics and we put them in a museum. <laughs> and, and that was that. Uh, yeah, sometimes I have this this pessimistic idea. That oh, this, we're, we're in ex- exciting times, <laughs> but um, I wouldn't... Um, uh, vouch, vouch for any uh, uh, ten centuries ahead uh, if it's still there. Yeah. Well, I guess I probably wouldn't either. But yeah, you know, I mean, th- th- this is where the sort of—I'll uh, use the term loosely—spiritual dimensions of of integral theory are helpful. I mean, that there is a creative advance into novelty. That the minds that need to solve the problems continue to get more complex, as the problems do. And I'm not saying we're going to go 10 centuries, but I, I bet on it, but hmm. but there is, yeah. you know, I mean... It, there's still a difference, because you say if there is such an advance and, and you feel there is a kind of spirit behind it, then of course you're... You're you're safe because then then it will work out in the end. Um, if you don't have that drive, which is my feeling, yeah. um, things can still progress. But you can always fuck it up 
mightily <laughs> uh, and yeah. you can really deplete the world's resources and so on yeah. and then w- w- what w- where you stand with your spirit you know and that that, that can also happen mm-hmm. so the the drive is very very modest and even then, I would say, uh, look, look again, and, and perhaps, especially in the biological world, um, perhaps we can do away with a drive, the notion of a drive. And actually, that's my conclusion also in the uh, the, the world of matter that that it, that we we can do away with that. We can do without it, and still, or even better, understand that world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's wonderful in itself. I mean, we still don't know where it all came from, but at least we have a clearer look of what we see. Yeah. Well, and I I also like what you said pretty early in the call here, where you were talking about on good days you see it one way, and on bad days you see it another, and those bad days may actually be good in the sense that they're more true. And I mean, what can we do but hold these various perspectives as best we can, even though they're, um, you know, sort of mutually exclusive uh, in a certain way, but that there are lots of possibilities that are in the field, and that's just part of apparently how God wants it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we should... First, we should be playful with all these positions yes, and not uh, hold on to them too too seriously. And and and, and of course, um, there's a whole common ground between the two positions where you want to have the best for the earth and and humanity and all that lives. And I mean, even a humanist can of course consent to that. Uh, and then you don't even need to have a spirit behind everything. I mean, right. there's a the common ground for, uh, I believe, people with good intentions. Yeah. Well, it's not even, I mean, uh, when you talk about human beings, I mean, p- part of what is, is such a turnoff to me about a more scientific materialist view, which I'm not necessarily saying you are, Frank, here in this moment, but it's like, where's enthusiasm? Where's love, actually? And, you know, to explain these things as artifacts of the natural process that wants to survive that diminishes the world and to argue against things like free will which of course most materialists do eo wilson you know his crowning book at however old he is you know argues against yeah, free will. some do Sam some Harris. don't yeah. yeah yeah where are you at with that well you can have the the illusion that you have free will or you can have the subjective feeling that you can choose yes. if you really go down into details and try to figure out what caused you to choose something you probably don't know uh, why something appeals to you and why you for example i i in my in my study study years i changed from from agriculture to psychology or uh, and i was writing down the reasons to do it and not do it and it was a long list of pros and cons and in the end i just thought well as it is now <laughs> can't get worse so let's change you know and then i i changed to another study but is that then free will or is it just a complete mess of emotions and values and, and your whole history? And then in the end, something uh, becomes the tipping point and then and you go another way. Mm-hmm. 
I I would lie to myself if I said there there came a point when I knew I had to change or something. Mm-hmm. It's more messy than that. Um, but of course, free will uh, is a, is a powerful idea, and it 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 is the opposite of being a machine or being uh, in prison or imprisoned by mechanical yeah. processes or something. Yeah. But that's that's never what we feel. Um, well, and I, I think it's true that we can look as deeply as we can look and see that free will does not reveal itself in the way that different psychological mechanisms may. But that doesn't mean it's not there just because the scientific method can't see it. I mean, it's... Yeah. And, and the, subject, Actually, the subjective delusion of it is, um, you know, that's... I, I guess why even go there as an explanation, you know, just because there's there's no explanation in the right-hand quadrants, if you will. Yeah. Well, actually, Dennett, this, 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 this arch defender of the behaviorism and Darwinism, he has a book called Freedom Evolves. Mm-hmm. So even there, he 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 apparently can can make a case for that in in his materialistic worldview. But I know there are people, that psychologists, who say, well, we have become so complex that we can actually think about different options before we act. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is a complex feat of the mind, and 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 that gives us the idea of freedom, at least that we can choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can make a case there as well. Yeah. We all don't know the answers, but no, it's, it's more the fascination that you share for it, finding out. No, that's true. So let's just turn our attention to what's next, uh, Frank. What are, you, what's, what, what are you working on? What are you doing? Where do you see integral world uh, going? And how are you feeling about things? Um, uh, it's funny because the, this whole website started as a... Uh, it was a website created by a friend of mine, and it had five pages. and And I was uh, uh, sending him articles, and he he didn't have time to put them on. And he said, "Here's here's the website." <laughs> so you put it on your own. And website. when was this? What year was this? That was in 1997. Okay. Yeah, and um, so actually, I had to, I had to learn how to uh, do the HTML and the build websites and and the whole. Uh, actually, that 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 was a I can't say a choice, but that was a whole new discovery for me. And to the, to this very day, I'm working in that area with with a lot of fun and pleasure and and and, and excitement that I I couldn't have never uh, expected when I was studying for you know mm-hmm. studying for jobs that I never got uh, and in the end got a job that I never studied for. And it's very funny how things go. Yes, and that's that's. That's basically also my outlook on life, that you can plan and, and, and you can um, will what you want, but in the end you have to um, uh, just be open to surprises and, and take your chances. <laughs> and, and God's will, Actually, Frank. Sorry? And God's will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be my guest. <laughs> I, it, I always compare it to. I, I do a lot of sailing. I get sailing lessons here in the in the in the, in the neighborhood of, of Amsterdam, and, and 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 sailing is for me also a kind of um, a life, a, a worldview, uh, uh, how how you take life. So you you are completely dependent on the wind, mm-hmm. no question, and still you can make use of it. 
and this affair that's a contrast there's a big contrast because you because you watch for every opportunity and 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 every wind is i always say to my pupils every wind is fine because you can make use of it mm-hmm. and then you in the end you you get where you want to go and this is yeah so that in a in a in an almost helpless situation you can always say also say like in a in a meaningless universe you can still navigate yeah. you can still get where you still want catch and, the and, wind. And, and yeah it's 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 every wind is good that is my uh, my motto except mm-hmm. when there is no wind but then of course <laughs> you can still enjoy the water <laughs> but, yeah. uh, anyway yeah so yeah so moving but, ahead then with your work and what's next yeah well sure sure uh, follow whatever comes out of the community and i'm i'm hoping for for a bit better relations relationships between me me the critic and the uh, and you the promoter and i see this as role playing and i could i could have easily switched roles if if there had been another win mm-hmm. so to speak but uh, it didn't work that way and and, and i don't know yeah. it's not planned and it's not uh, you never know where you end well, this is how things work themselves out, too. I mean, if you look yeah. at the history of, you know, any significant movement, there's, uh, you know, I mean, if we would even argue from the uh, theory of polarities that we need polarities in order to pro- provide the juice for continued yes, exactly. evolution. You know, so. exactly. It's all good with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else, Frank? You're you're um, winding it up. I know after work you've been doing, you're heading out tomorrow for one of the islands up in would you say northern Holland? Yes, yes. And it's pretty stormy out there, so uh, I can uh, eat my heart out there. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. So, well, you have a wonderful vacation and holiday, and um, I really appreciate you. You know jumping on and and talking with us yeah and thanks for inviting me really all right my pleasure frank frank visser integralworld.net uh have a great great vacation frank take care okay speak to you later